All right, ladies and gentlemen, this issue of issue like like uh, magazine is shit. <laughs> I'm fucking hilarious. This episode of Wrestlers with Experience is brought to you by myself, Mark Morell, one half of the most illustrious tag team in all of professional wrestling. And I'm going to get right into it. So right now, one of the things that um, I want to talk about is ageism in the world of professional wrestling. I find it interesting that in this day and time, people have an issue with old timers getting inside the ring or being involved in the sport. I'm just going to say this. I find it funny how people would um sit up and say things like, oh, this person is old. This person has no business being inside the ring. This person is washed up. Washed up. Let's talk about washed up. Before there was cable television, before we all got to learn the jargon of professional wrestling and being insiders and all this shit, motherfuckers were fans and motherfuckers got their wrestling from the regional outlet that ran professional wrestling. And the reason why I state this is because it's laughable when I see all these motherfucking armchair quarterbacks get up and talk shit like they know so much about professional wrestling. And I'm going to start right here. As you all know, Sting made his 21-year return back to Turner Network Television. The last time that he was on TNT, he was on Monday Nitro in the main event against Sting in the final match of their epic battles. Now, what I find interesting is Sting went to WWE in 2000. 17 or 2016 to be exact excuse me 2016 came in scared the shit out of Seth Rollins Triple H blah 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 it was fucking great it it, it go on to have this long ass build up for Sting versus Triple H at Wrestlemania and Triple H did got the win over Sting right no big deal Everybody didn't want to see Triple H and Sting. Everybody wanted to see Sting and The Undertaker. They wanted to see Sting and Taker. But you know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. It didn't. But that WrestleMania was stacked with a bunch of old talent. That whole Sting-Triple H match became DX. Versus the NWO. 
Now, you know what was ass backwards about that? Sting had nothing to do with D-Generation X. D-Generation X had nothing to do with Sting. And the New World Order were foils in Sting's career. But let's get right, let's get into it. My name is Mark Morell. I'm one half of the most illustrious tag team on the face of the earth, wrestlers with experience, co-hosting with Dietrich Davis. Pretty soon we'll be back into recording with each other once again. But I just want to get on and really talk about this. So we thank you for tuning in and listening to us on your favorite streams, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, Tuned In, and Podcast Addict, and all of your other streams that you're catching us on. So, Sting made his debut on All Elite Wrestling this past Thursday. Excuse me, this past Wednesday, right? He made his debut on Dynamite. He comes out to make the save in the um, tag match with Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks versus Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen, the TNT champion. So Team Taz comes out. They start beating up on both Darby and Cody. Um, Arn Anderson comes in and he starts working on Taz and uh, Will Hobbs comes over and starts punching and working over on um, Arn Anderson, lays him out. Ricky Starks comes out, does the beats on these other guys and um, Brian Cage comes out to interject as well then all of a sudden the arena went black there was a snowfall and you see the big vignette that said winter is coming he's here sting the 100 or so people including the talent inside Daly's place went batshit crazy for Sting as he came out to not only clear house but he went around and circled to Arn Anderson looked at him backed him into the corner he went over to Cody Rhodes looked him in the face Went to Dustin, and I forgot. Dustin Rhodes came out to make the make the save. He went to Dustin and looked at him. And then he went to the TNT champion, Darby Allen, and looked at him, sizing him up, looking at the left side of his face, looking at the right side of his face the paint scheme and then this coming 
Wednesday, Sting is going to make his his announcement as to why he signed with AEW. Now, on one hand, we have a whole bunch of people, including myself. I'm a Sting fan. I like Sting. I liked him when he was the surfer. I liked him doing the crow shit. I liked him doing the Joker shit. Sting is the fucking man. I'm glad he's in AEW. Because he'll be used right. But then on the other hand, you have a bunch of other people who don't like the idea that Sting is in AEW. Why? Because, oh, he's just another washed up wrestler from the WWE that should not be in AEW. Why is he there? So this morning, I get on Facebook. I see this one guy. I'm going to call him by his name. His name is Gabe. He seems like a troll, and I'm just going to call it as it was. He was like, I have not seen so many washed up wrestlers in AEW that it reminds me of of how many washouts were dealing with Hurricane Katrina. I was like, dude, that shit is fucked up. It's very foul for you to even open your mouth and to say something like that. That's very disrespectful. So I had to think for a second as I'm sitting here and I'm typing this shit. And so my mind starts running early in the fucking morning, right? So as I'm thinking about this shit, I said some things that would make him think. Mentorship. Here's something in pro wrestling you don't see every day. The only mentorship you see in pro wrestling, right, is when the talent are learning how to take bumps and getting trained by the former in-ring performer, the former wrestler. They're the ones that are teaching the guys and the girls how to bump, put matches together, and how to get the crowd in the palm of your hand that's the only way you're going to see a mentor right now as much as I think about this I'm going to give you a history lesson Captain Captain Louis Albano was a former wrestler Bobby Heenan was a former professional wrestler um, Paul Ellering, former professional wrestler. Sheik Adnan Casey, former professional wrestler. Classy Freddie Blassie, former professional wrestler. J.J. Dillon, former professional wrestler. Hiramatsuda, former professional wrestler. Harley Race. At one point in time while he was alive. Was a former professional wrestler. And you know what he did? Became a mentor. Um, Pat Patterson. 
the recently deceased Pat Patterson, former professional wrestler, great finish guy, um, creator of the Battle Royal, the, I mean the Royal Rumble, Rumble, yeah, the Royal Rumble, and of course, um, former Intercontinental Champion. I hope I said it right. Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Went on to mentor all of the talent backstage. Fit Finley has Fit Finley's done it and doing it. William Regal's done it, doing it. Um, Norman Smiley, doing it. Sarah Del Rey did it, and a bunch of others. Al Snow, Kane, Doctor Tom Pritchard, um, Les Thatcher. These are all guys who are running professional wrestling schools and all kind of shit that are developing and bringing to the world wrestlers that we enjoy watching today. Ageism. Let's talk about ageism. And the term washed up wrestler. Now, when many of us became wrestling fans and we watched World Wrestling Entertainment back in the day, most of you are Attitude Era fans. And truth be told, you motherfuckers don't really even count because you are just getting into pro wrestling. Some of us were wrestling fans from the 80s and early 90s before your precious fucking Attitude Era. Although the Attitude Era was great, but fuck the Attitude Era. And I'm going to tell you why. All motherfuckers did was hop on the dick of what ECW was doing. And that was both WCW and the WWF. Yes, I said it. All your extreme shit. Y'all got that from fucking Paul Heyman. But where did Paul Heyman get his shit from? Memphis? I'm breaking fourth walls now, motherfuckers. Ageism. Ageism. Do you know... I wish somebody would call Terry Funk a washed-up has-been. Terry Funk will come and bust your ass. Terry Funk has been wrestling since the fucking 60s. In Amarillo for his dad. It was in the late 70s. He became the world champion and has had success in every territory he's ever been in and still getting booked to this fucking day. Mainly for autograph sessions, but Terry Funk was the fucking man. You understand me? was the goddamn man. His last world title, he was this, he was like 54, 64, 64 years old or whatever. 
no, 54 years old, doing fucking moonsaults, winning the ECW heavyweight title on the first fucking ECW pay-per-view in 1997. He won his last WCW championship in 99. And that was the U.S. belt. His last WWF title, 1998. He won the tag belts with Mick Foley. Let's talk ageism, motherfuckers. To everybody that watched pro wrestling in the 80s. Remember Bruno San Martino? Bruno at the time, if you didn't know, was an announcer. But no, I didn't know that he was a two-time world's heavyweight champion. He was the second man to hold the WWF title. And he's had two reigns with a combined total of seven years. And still was the hottest fucking draw in pro wrestling. Outdrew Hulk Hogan. Feud with Randy Savage. Was on the first WrestleMania as a manager. Has fought Roddy Piper, Savage, um, Bob Orton, and all of the heels. When Hulk was out and Hulk couldn't come to those towns, Bruno put on the blue trunks and took on Honky Tonk Man and took on Roddy Piper and took on um, Randy Savage. Took on all those guys when Hulk and Steamboat couldn't come to the arena. And he was still making money for Vince McMahon. Billy Graham made an attempt to come back in 86, 87. After years being away from the WWF, going to the NWA, starting the Karate Man gimmick and all kind of shit. When he came back, he broke up Bob Backlund's Bob Backlund's belt, and you know he um went away, came back, started wearing the tie dye again, and all this other shit, looking like um. Uncle Pesos, Jerry's little uncle, singing Crambone, looking like that motherfucker. Hold up, Crambone. Yeah, it's Friday, motherfuckers. I'm goofy. But he came back and he got in the career of Don Morocco while still wrestling with that bum fucking hip. He still was working. Right now, I could just tell you, fuck Billy Graham, because I can care less about Billy Graham. After allegedly telling Kofi Kingston, you're too fucking small. Get some steroids in your body, son. Fuck out of here. 
ageism. Let's talk about ageism. Was Ric Flair that washed up when he went to the WWE, then left, went to Impact, only to come back to the WWE? Is he still washed up for a 70-something-year-old man? And Flair can still fucking go? Jerry Lawler. He's a supreme old-timer. Another one. Who's had a heart attack and all that shit. Is he washed up? I don't fucking know. But I know this. I know that Jerry Lawler can still go with the best of them. And he's winning championships still to this fucking day. But he's... Is he washed up because he appeared somewhere else and he's not with the WWE? Or does ageism have to deal with the fact or being washed up has to deal with the fact that a motherfucker is not in the WWE? You know what? Here's the thing that makes me so damn sick about a lot of you wrestling fans. You motherfuckers think that the WWE is the only fucking show in town. Guess what? It's not. Go fuck yourselves. You still got Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express who recently became 10-time tag team champions of the world. They're still going strong. They pop up everywhere. New Japan, NWA, All Elite Wrestling, the Rock and Roll Express. And they had one match in WWE in the 1993 Survivor Series where the Smoky Mountain tag belts were on the line against the Heavenly Bodies. And the Rock and Roll lost the match. And that was the best match on the fucking card. At the 93 Survivor Series. Everything else was alright. But the Heavenly Bodies versus the Rock and Roll Express. Everybody was sitting there like. What the hell is this? What's with these double team moves? What's with this? Jim Ross told the story about the Rock and Roll Express, told them about the Heavenly Bodies, the Smoky Mountain Tag Belts, because Jim Ross was the announcer for Smoky Mountain, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Yeah, he did that. A lot of people don't know that. But then again, a lot of people do. But because they weren't celebrated like the Quebecers. And let's look at the WWE Tag Team Division in 1993. Money Inc. were at the top of the helm. The Steiner Brothers, the Head Shrinkers, the Quebecers, Men on a Mission, the Bushwhackers. The one 2 3 Kid and Marty Jannetty. That was your tag division in 1993. WWE had no tag team division. Coco just left. 
So the New Foundation was killed. High Energy was killed. Jim Nyhard, may you rest in peace, done. They had nothing. They had no fucking teams. The division today mirrors 1993. But you had the Rock and Roll Express and the Heavenly Bodies. Main eventing all of Kentucky, West Virginia, Tennessee, um, what have you, for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. But the WWE fans were like, yeah, I, I don't know about this. Because you motherfuckers weren't exposed to other forms of wrestling. But going back to speed, I asked the question. Did we not call Hulk, Randy, Jim Duggan, Virgil, DiBiase, X-Pac, Brett, Warrior, Piper, Earthquake? Did we not call Crush? Did we not, Mr. Perfect? Did Rick Rude? Did we not call them washed up when they went to WCW during the height of the NWO angle? Did we not call them washed up? If we if 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 we did, then I yeah, I'm wrong for contradicting myself. But I got news for you. We didn't. We did not call them washed up over the hill. Vince McMahon said that Hulk Hogan was washed up. Macho Man washed up. He said that they wouldn't know what to do with Bret Hart down in WCW. Jim Duggan, comedy act. Vincent, comedy act. DiBiase, the money man, until when Eric Bischoff took over the position as the voice of the New World Order. But I'm wrong for that, right? If I say, fuck you for saying that a guy like Sting is washed up. And I'm going to tell you why I say this. Kurt Angle leaves WWE, goes to Impact, becomes a, helps it to become a viable contender in another place for wrestlers to have a fucking job and to get a check. Kurt Angle was there for that. Was he washed up? And he became a bigger star while he was still pilled up. Jeff Hardy, everybody knows his problems. He went to Impact, became a star down there while being a fucking junkie. But if he was to leave and go to AEW, would he be washed up? When he went to ROH, yeah, the ROH fans laughed him out the building doing that Willow of the Wisp shit, that Omega shit. But they sure as hell love his brother Matt Hardy. But now that Matt Hardy's down in AEW, is he washed up too, motherfuckers? I need to know this. Now, 
Meat and potatoes, ageism. Tully Blanchard, Aaron Anderson, Jake Roberts, Taz, Billy Gunn, Frank Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, Jerry Lynn, Dean Malenko. They're all in AEW. And they're there to mentor the talent. Sting is there to mentor the talent. He's there to mentor the talent. He's there to make sure those guys and girls know how to get over inside the ring and tell a story. Vicky Guerrero, Vicky Guerrero is there. She's helping Nyla Rose get over. Is she washed up? You tell me. So I told the guy, if they're washed up, what about Jun Akiyama? What about Yuji Nagata? What about Makabe Toge? What about Tomaki Hanma? What about Satoshi Kojima? What about Tajiri? What about... Hakushi. What about Grace Sasuke? What about Dick Togo? What about Takamichinoku? What about Minoru Suzuki? What about Muto Keiji, the great Muta? Or they washed up. These guys are in their upper 50s and still going strong. I got one even better for you Hiroshi Tenzan. He's mentoring Master Wato. Tenzan is in his early 50s. Him, Kojima, Nagata, Hanma, Makabe. They're the remaining uncles or dads in the in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. Dick Togo is Evil's partner, Pareja, right? They're all working together. And I mention this because Suzuki can fucking hop anywhere in Japan, Britain, and whatever, and still can fucking go. Why? Because of his endurance, his training. In his will not to die. He can still go. Fucking. Negro Casas. Down in Mexico. Still can go. He was at this year's Fantastical Mania. And I watch Fantastical Mania. Every fucking year. When they bring the luchadors to New Japan. I watch that shit. 
But I state this for a reason. Some people know how to take a talent who is established, who wants to get back to the business and want to mentor somebody. Those are the people you need to have in a promotion to help your shit get good. You know, AEW's only complaint is that they don't have an authority figure to come out and play the fucking commissioner. Now, that's the one thing Jim Cornette always says. If they had somebody that can come out and play the role of the person booking the matches and handing out the suspensions and fines, they would be all right for storyline purposes to whoop ass and to keep the wrestlers in line. That's the only thing missing in AEW. If he would have done it, he would have. But he stated he won't. He doesn't want to. There's no need for him to. And he don't want to work with Tony Khan because he has Omega, Cody, and the Bucks in his ear. And he feels that they're not going to listen to him. But I digress. And yes, I do do digress. So I'm going to state this. So for all of you who feel ageism and wrestling should go hand in hand, go fuck yourself. And I'm going to tell you why. Look at how WWE use legends. Not once have I seen a legend in the WWE with the exception of Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall get the royal fucking treatment but they can get in the ring wrestle against the top guys or girl or whomever to beat them and to solidify their name while other talent get fucked over case in point Kevin Owens Loses the universal title to Bill Goldberg. Only for Goldberg to drop it to Brock Lesnar. The Fiend beat Seth Rollins to win the universal title. Only to drop it to Goldberg who dropped it to Braun Strowman. And then he's going to come back to face Roman Reigns. And I'm talking Goldberg. Now, here's a guy who, and no, Bill Goldberg, this is not a personal attack on you because it's not. You're the guy who concussed the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia. You're the guy who concussed Bret Hart with a super kick to the fucking temple. Right? So, Goldberg can damn near kill the Undertaker in Arabia. Kill Bray Wyatt. And kill Bret Hart's career. And you call Sting washed up? The Undertaker... Should have retired several lifetimes ago. But I respect Taker. 
I respect them. But many people say that he should have retired. The night that he lost to Roman Reigns. Or maybe he should have lost. I mean retired. The night he lost to. Lesnar. I state this. Because. People look at wrestling. And they want to put an age limit on this shit. Like how I feel. In hip hop. Motherfuckers want to put an age bracket. On the fucking whole genre. But yeah, heavy metal, rock and roll, the blues, and R&B does not have an age limit. You know there's laws against age discrimination in America, right? We need to cut that shit out. But I state this because this needs to be brought to the table. We're talking about Sting... And we're talking about the art, quote-unquote, of, um, I don't know, ageism. And that an old-timer should not wrestle. A while back, General Tenru, Generichiro Tenru's retirement match was against Kazuchika Okada in Currican Hall. Good match. For the fundamentals. And Okada beat. Tenru. No long thing. But the fact of the matter is. Can't nobody put. A stopper on time. Except you. You fans that watch wrestling. Learn to watch wrestling. As a fucking fan. Stop being a dick riding. Wannabe. Insider. And for record's sake, stop being so fucking critical. You got to stop that. If you don't, you're going to fuck shit up for everybody that wants to make a name for themselves in wrestling. So anyway, folks, we thank you for tuning in to this edition of Wrestlers With Experience. I am Mark Morell, one half of the world's greatest podcast tag team champions of all time along with Dietrich Davis follow us on our social medias m double 74 on Instagram also on um, Twitter XM Nightbuster Facebook Mark a dot morel Dietrich Davis at Dietrich Davis dot com um, Dietrich Davis on Twitter and I believe he's on Instagram but nonetheless, we thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening to us on your favorite streams, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, Deezer, Tuned In, and Podcast Addict. Dietrich and I will be back face-to-face bringing you guys more information. I just needed to get up here and to give you guys this because this thing was dancing in my head and I had a lot of fresh shit in my mind. And in order for me to bring this out to the table, I had to put it out there. But I just want to share this with you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wrestlers With Experience. And listen, you're only as old as you feel. And if you feel that you are washed up and washed out, 
ask the person next to you, did they actually wash up? Peace. Hopefully. If not, ah, fuck it.